You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is N, and N is for naked dancing. Joining me is Chloe. Chloe's a Dom pro stripper and sex industry expert who's been working in the adult industry for the past 10 years. She is also the host of Stripper Stories podcast, and that can be found on https colon forward slash forward slash link tree. So that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash stripper stories, all one word. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me. It's so cool to have you here. So let's talk about um, how did you get into dancing? Well, that's a bit of a strange story, actually. I, I would like to say that it just came to me like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance one day. I had basically a lot of debt from doing a master's degree um, and it was privately, uh, privately educated. So I had to pay a lot of money per year. And um, I was working in a, a bar at the time, a cocktail bar. The guy I was dating, he worked as the piano player and he used to see loads of guys pop their number to me over the bar. And he said to me one day, and he was this, just this type of guy, why don't you work as a, as a stripper? I mean, you're getting so much attention over the bar. Why don't you just earn money from it? I know you're like struggling at the moment. And I thought, what a funny thing to say to me. I'm meant to be your girlfriend. But anyway, I didn't think anything less of it and um, carried on with my life. And then we had an argument one day to the point where we broke up. And I thought, you know what? Actually, maybe I should dance. <laughs> so I uh, went down to the central of London and auditioned. And the same night I worked and I haven't looked back since. So yeah, it's a strange, very strange story, but I'm really glad that I did it. So, um, so you've got a master's. Yes, I do. That you don't use. <laughs> that I don't use just like a lot of people but I mean it, it's in it's in musical theatre so I did work in the theatre industry for a little bit um and obviously now because of Covid everything is literally ground to a halt none of our theatres are even opening in London at the moment so um yeah I'm I'm sticking with the podcast which I'm actually quite enjoying at the moment but yeah masters in a degree I don't use <laughs> yeah no I mean you know I, I'm I'm in I'm not sure if you knew I was in London area well I'm actually in Kent yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and um, um, my son is uh, just entering Rose Bruford. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great so school. He, he, he does the backside of things. He's doing creative lighting control, but he also does, does do theater and, and acting and stuff like that. And um, yeah, everything is shut. So they're doing Zoom productions. So what's going, I, I mean, is stripping still happening right now with COVID? No, it is not. Everything is closed. As we all know over here, like it is a very much tumbleweed city when it comes to anything club involved, including strip clubs. Yeah, I think they'll probably be the last things to open um, if they do wow. open again, I think. Um, but there has been apparently like drive through stripping in America. You probably heard about this. People doing like drive through that, that hasn't actually come to the UK yet. Um, and I've done a few Zoom bachelor parties um, since being in lockdown, which is quite weird, uh, with like 40 men all on a Zoom. Um, oh, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> it was pretty out there. Um, it was a good, good lot of money from sitting in the house. But um, until that, until the time that the clubs open, I will be. I work on cam on adult work, right? Which is okay, a lot, a lot safer. Um, and I mean, so let's compare that. Um, do you feel um, safer working on cam than you do? Um, I mean, just in general, I know it's COVID safer for sure. Yeah. Um, but safer working on cam than you do stripping. No, I wouldn't say so. Not personally for me. I mean, um, it does have these kind of uh, stigma around it that being a dancer is, you know, handsy, handsy everywhere. But it's honestly one of the safest jobs. There's so many bouncers everywhere. Like there's cameras everywhere. Um, Obviously, there are the exceptions to the rule. There are some strip clubs that are a little bit more naughty than others. But the ones I've worked in personally, I found completely safe. So, yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a member of um Scar well, it used to be Scarlet Ladies, now it's Sonder and Beam. I don't know if you know the organization, but it's um it's right. a, a group for women to talk about sex, basically, you know, openly talk about sex and they put on a lot of um trainings and things like that. And their home turf was twenty three Paul Street. Um so um I, I know that club very well. <laughs> yeah, um I, I adore that club actually. Um, so yeah, I spent some time in 23 Paul street and because we were located there, I have a key, you know, I've got a key. <gasps> yes. yeah. good. They have an amazing, amazing setup there. I mean, it's in a great location and all of the different themed rooms and upstairs, all the dressing up stuff. Like it is a very, uh, individual club. There's it not many clubs. Individual club. And I, yeah. I just like the attitude. Um, and, and the girls were obviously really comfortable and there was no, you know, kind of none of the sort of sometimes there's a little bit of sleaziness. There was none of the sleaziness at all. It was just no. a very, I mean, sometimes some of the patrons were a bit sleazy, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the girls, the girls have normally got it together. It's the people that come into the clubs yeah. that got the issue. Yeah, Absolutely. That was great. Yeah. Um, I know that they do mint teas there. And for those of you who don't know what mint teas is, mint teas is, is women stripping for women. Right. I mean, I've never heard that before, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah there's, a whole, there's a whole thing. Wow. I mean, I've obviously strip for a woman before um obviously lots and lots of times but i didn't know there was a there was a like term for it that's cool you yeah, know they have they have a night it's it's a it's a special night oh and, okay great you know, yeah it's just for women stripping for women oh ladies great. night that's yeah cool. yeah so um um and it's a lot of fun the atmosphere is very different yeah i, I can imagine know. yeah i mean well, i Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so it's okay. I, I used to work at um, Spimit Rhino. They used to have like ladies night on there and it literally used to be tumbleweed. No one came because I think it's the area. Tottenham Court Road is yeah. just more laddie. Whereas I think Shoreditch and around that area, there's a lot more of a kind of community there of, of like gay, gay women, trans women. It's just much more cultural. And I think yeah. that, um, that for that, like I think that'd be a fantastic thing to do. But it's that's so interesting to me. That's really interesting to me. I wonder if they didn't advertise it well enough. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe that was the case. I mean, it was very, very laddie central, though, in that club. You know, Spearmint Rhino is, is the very, um, I don't know, the original, one of the original old clubs, isn't it? So, um, yeah. I mean, 23 Paul Street is, is in on its own, isn't it? It's, it's like a it, only, yeah. Great club, though. Very yeah, good. and I know, I know. I love it. I just love it. No, um, so how often do you think, do you reckon you end up stripping when you're stripping for women on their own or couples? And what, what's the difference? How does it, how does it feel different? Compared to men? Um, well, I think women, it can go one of two ways. I mean, I've had a lot of great 
dances with women there and there, they just look at the whole body instead of just the tits or the pussy. And they're, they're very like about the artistic form of the woman, I think. They're also very um, complimentary. And I like that. Men aren't as complimentary. They'll just stare and just sit and focus on the one thing. Mostly from what I've experienced, that's the kind of difference. Or women will, um, sorry about that, recoil back into themselves slightly maybe I mean it depends on the reason why they're having the dance it could right. be because their boyfriend has sent them to have one which is never a good thing really if a girl actually genuinely wants one um you can tell the, the difference couples yeah. are, are the same they're kind of they're mm, you can have good dances with a couple and bad dances with a couple there can be jealousy there there can be not or there could be just a great couple that's out on a night out wanting to frisk things up before they go back to the hotel room which they're, they're the best dances that you want to be involved in right the ones that they're actually really enjoying it and no one's actually judging there's no yeah. competitiveness there with two females you know with when it's a man and a woman there's no competitive streak at all whereas i can i can sometimes see with women there can be a little barrier but that's for the most part I've had good experiences well that's interesting to me I mean I've I've certainly gone to some oh god I mean the first I first went to a strip club in San Diego so and it was a million years ago so (laughs) talk about that yeah no um, it just highlights how old I am um and um it you know I went I went with the guy I was seeing and it was a lot of fun we had a grand grand time Mm. Um, I had no idea that the women who were doing the stripping would enjoy that. And actually he got pissed because she paid more attention to me than she did to him. That is the rule though. That is the, that is the girl's rule. Like we always say this in the clubs, like you never pay more attention to the guy than you do the girls. And that's just, I don't, it's, I don't know whether it's, um, just the sisterhood thing. I think it's more just being polite and like, you don't really want to make the woman feel like you're coming onto their man. So, and also if you get a girly girl vibe from someone, it's quite fun, isn't it? To make the guy jealous, like, Ooh, us girls together are having a bit of fun. And it, I think it makes for a better um, environment for everyone. Yeah. I find yeah. that amusing. I mean, it's, it's like if I bring, if, if we were to go together, um, I mean, we're polyamorous, but if any, if I was to go with any of my partners, mm. I, I, you know, it wouldn't be making me jealous. I'm like compressive. I, I enjoy watching the, the dancer with my partner. Yeah. I'm quite happy just to watch. I yeah. like to be involved too. It's fun, but it's also just a lot of fun to watch. And I think it's a different attitude. I know that. And so let's talk a bit about these kind of, um, some of the, some of the high points that you would think from doing this kind of work, what do you, what, what do you enjoy most out of it? Um, I think it's the people that I've met um, and, also the, and also the kind of way it's changed me as a person. Um, I think those two things I wouldn't have been able to find in any other job. I think a lot of people will say this about their jobs. You know, um, you're a product of your environment at the end of the day. And I wouldn't say that um, stripping has been a completely positive experience when it comes to my dating life and also... Uh, you know, I was, I was a little bit, when I was a baby stripper, I was a little bit green, didn't really like confrontation, didn't really have much of a, not backbone, but with other women, I just wanted to be friends with everyone. Um, whereas now I can kind of stick up for myself a lot more. That also comes with the negative side too, of course. Um, but I think it would be the women. I mean, there is quite a camaraderie in working in a female dominated um, job. 
I'm sure it's like that in the office environment when there's loads of lads around or around the water cooler talking about tits and ass. Like women are the same. I think we, when we get together, we all, I mean, it can be a very positive thing and a very um, uplifting thing to go home and think, oh yeah, I've got a big gaggle of girlfriends. However, it is quite a fickle industry. So um, the good friends I've kept, they've seen me at my worst. They've seen me make loads of money. They've seen me make no money. They've seen me get angry and drunk and whatever. If they stick with you and you know you can trust them when you're making a lot of money is being exchanged in these clubs. If you can trust the woman that you're working with, it's more than just an average friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a positive thing for me. One of the most positive things. And what would you, what would be the things you would say would make you think, yeah, no, I, that's something that was real negative that I would prefer not to have had to deal with or. Um, I think for me, probably, uh, <sighs> seeing a side of men and I don't want this to be like man bashing because I'm not this is just what from my perspective the things mm-hmm. that I've seen um a side of men that I'm sure a lot of women don't see because they're in there to either they're a single men on a stag do right so that's one thing or they're guys who've got women at home wives pregnant wives where they're not fucking their husband so they're coming to the strip club looking for something else and then you've got a guy at the beginning of the night when they're not drunk kind of graduating over a few tequilas saying oh you know I know I've got a wife I'm really happily married but will you come back to the hotel room with me and these are the kind of um highlights that I wouldn't say are the most positive for me um if you're you know hinge dating on a speed like a sped up level which is what I'm doing every night you know basically speed dating you're going to encounter um a lot of negative negative experiences and um I think for me that was what that's one of the things I mean I wish I could erase but then at the same time I think it's helped me in some in some facets of my life but yeah it's maybe a little bit bitter Um, yeah I mean I do think you you know you do see people in a way because of the there is an anonymity there and so you see people, and if you add alcohol, anytime you add alcohol into the mix, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily get the best part of the person. Um, and so you see people sometimes, I suspect, at their worst as a result um, yep. because there's that. And also when there's a group of people, they kind of bolster each other's bad behavior, which, which I never found terribly attractive. So we've got um, only a couple of minutes till break. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about this. I do want to talk a bit about kind of the way alcohol and drugs can play into this sort of type of work and also bust some of the myths around um, whether or not somebody, which you've already done by highlighting the fact that you have a master's, whether or not um, somebody only does this job because they can't do anything else. So we'll be back after um, these words from our sponsors. See you in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to live to 100? 
Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is N is for Naked Dancing. And we're doing three segments this week. This is segment two of three. And I'm with Chloe. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So before the break, we were talking about, I I said I wanted to talk a little bit about, a little bit about one of the negativity bits, which is about the drug and alcohol sort of influence on this. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you notice that it is more of an issue around the profession than in other places maybe I mean I can only speak from the strip club but I mean I would say obviously it's a quite it's a nighttime job it's quite heavily dependent on having a good time I mean I know that in other places in the world you're not allowed to drink in certain clubs you're not allowed to you know it's, it's a lot more uh, strict in, in London um, it, it is very heavy based on alcohol and drugs, I would say, as from both sides, whether it's the girls and the and the customers. Um, but I do also know that a lot of other people who work in other industries, such as the banking sector and other places like that, where they are constantly going out for work, dinners, lunches, mm-hmm. brunches, and all that kind of thing. And they're all constantly drinking. So drugs are obviously involved in that too. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that any, it's an industry that there's any more need for it it's just the want for it I think is quite heavy um yeah and you're exposed to it a lot and so does that make it difficult to ration what you what you drink um I mean at the end of the day it's like any job you can get like carried away with it I guess so you have to see it as a job and not a party and that's one thing I learned very early on is that when you go into work you turn up you get ready you're in work mode you know you can't get too sloppy drunk because no one's making money no one wants a sloppy stripper um you you are you know you're selling yourself at the end of the day and your personality and the way you carry yourself matters so if you're under the influence of x amount of things it's really not going to go well for you um so 
you do see a lot of girls come in and out of the strip clubs and leave very quickly and lose their jobs and lose their money and customers because they just forget that it is a job. They think they're on a party every night and you do like, what's the word, burn out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're in it for the long haul and you want to not look like a haggard old mess, because that actually matters too, um, it's about pacing yourself, I think. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of longevity, how much longevity do you think there is in, in this as a career? Stripping specifically? Yeah. Um, I think there isn't, I mean, a, a long time, I wouldn't say. I mean, I've seen women start at 18 and finish at 45 and they still look 30 um, and they've taken care of themselves and they've played the long game. By the time they're 45, if they were doing it 20 years ago, they've already bought four houses and they're settled by 45 and they can retire, which was the right thing to do. Whereas now stripping is... Um, just like the golden age of porn, it is gone. You know, people are not paying for porn anymore. People are not paying for strip dances anymore because they can get it for free on places like Hinge and Tinder. So they are, um, it means that it's not just about your age being a factor. It's also about the job, like the job role. It's it's not a good thing to be doing anymore. You're not earning £10,000 a night anymore. It's You're earning £500 a night. And for the for the kind of the weighing up of the lifestyle it's i don't think that's worth it when you're 35 you know so mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that that's really a factor although i do think that 500 pounds a night for, to some people sounds like a huge amount of money yeah it, it is a lot of money but it doesn't happen it, well, every it, night you know yeah, but it's not it's actually not that much money when you break it down like how many hours would it take you to earn something like that well, you'd be there from nine o'clock at night to five o'clock in the morning. And then you then if you're a good stripper, which, you know, not everybody's decided to, to, to do, which is pay their tax, right? That's a huge thing. If you declare most of your money, then a lot of that goes on tax. And if you're doing travel expenses, then all of your clothes and everything do, do cost a bit of money. Um, so 500 pounds a night, yeah, is a lot of money. Of course, it's a lot of money to a lot of people, but it's um, it does, it's not regular either. You know, you can make 500 pounds one night, 20 pounds the next night, 1000 pounds the next night. It's not, it's very up and down. There's no consistency in it anymore. Right. Yeah. Big problem. And so then what choices do people make when they, they say, well, this isn't for me anymore. I mean, do people like you, you gave the example of the woman who has been, you know, started at 18 and finished at 45 and now is retired because they earned enough money and they put the money away mm-hmm. um, or into houses, wherever they, they invested it. Um, but what do people do, do? Where do you go on to after you've done something like this? Um, is the transition into a regular job, something that happens often for people? Do you think? I wouldn't say so just because there's the, the lack of CV CV. Um, I mean, you ha- unless you're a clever stripper, then you would have either stripped three nights a week and then done another job on the side and kind of bumped both of them up. Or, um, I mean, there's always things like going into uh, like personal care. So a lot of them like go into like eyelashes or hair or hair or something that can be like quickly done, I guess. Um, or a lot of them get sugar daddies, which you can still do as an older woman. Um Actually, they're probably the best at it, older women, because they can carry themselves better. And it's it's more kind of slow and steady wins the race. 
Um, so I think a lot of my friends that I've known who have got a bit too old for it or have had kids or things like that, they, they move into things like that. Um, sugar, sugar babying being one of those things. Right. Okay. And so for those who stay within the adult industry, how easy is it to move from one to the next job? Yeah. Um, what is in being like a dominatrix and moving into a sugar baby and all those things? Yeah, I mean, no, it's like if you're stripping, I mean, presumably some people as you, as you do have, do more than one thing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but others don't, they sort of, you know, they, they're stuck on their one thing and then they're looking for something else to move into in the adult industry. I mean, to me, it seems like Cam would be the net, would be the, the easiest thing to see people moving into easily without having to think too much about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, however, like now, even with lockdown being a thing, I mean, it's less so now online was just crazy busy, but with the amount of men that were on there, the amount of girls kind of doubled too. So it's just like anything else. I think, um, the best way to do it from my experience is to have your fingers in lots of different pies. So maybe do a couple of days of cam, a couple of days in the strip club, a couple of days with a sugar daddy and then work in a dungeon one night a week. Um, and then you, it, it means that you've got friends and people in lots of different places and you can not be stuck working till 6am in the club five nights a week and, or, or just be sat at home being a recluse, being a cam girl, you know, you can, you can get out a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I think that might I mean, they say that people will like lose their soul doing this job, but I think that's probably a way of keeping a little bit of humanity alive um, if you're in different environments. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So from the myth perspective, you know, the, the, the myth is and always has been that people who work in the adult industry in general are people who can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and it is a myth. It's, it's true for some people, um, yeah. it, uh, but there are an awful lot of people who make this as a choice, who do this as a choice, either yeah. because they enjoy what they're doing or because it is a relatively easy way of earning money. Yep. And we say relatively because it is relative. It's, you know, physically dancing for that many hours is hard, bloody work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not just that though. It's like, it's people, some people that have like the mental stamina, like you, you yeah. do see women go in thinking, Oh, you know, the hustlers movie came out. I'm going to be like Jennifer Lopez and get on a pole and earn thousands in one day. Like that's just not how it works. It's just like any other job. There is tips and tricks. There is some form of, um, technique to it. So, um, you know, it's just like OnlyFans. I was talking to one of my friends about that the other day. People have this preconceived notion that you start an OnlyFans and you'll be a millionaire overnight because you hear all these these really crazy it's stories. It's absolute rubbish. rubbish. You need to put the work in. You need to know what you're doing. It's not like you can meet your first ever sugar daddy and get bought a house. These women have been plugging away at it and putting in the, the graft for years and years and years. Um, however, yeah, anyone can do it. It's just like any job. I think if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Um, and it and it is a quick way of earning money. Well, uh, I don't think anyone can do it. I mean, I do think I do think you know there is there there are some expectations about body shape and size. Well, you know what? Of it. Well, I mean, you know what? I I don't know if I agree with you there because I've seen a big array of different types of women come into the club, and it does not matter. Like 
karma is a thing, you know, it's not just about like your body shape or how much you go to the gym or how, you know, well-educated you are. You can literally be whoever you want to be in these clubs. And I think that that is a great like factor of it for, for most women, you know, m- lots of different men like lots of different things. I, I mean, mean, but I know, but I, for cams, I know that's true because there's a whole market. Um, and uh, I did, um, an interview for, for uh, season four of the sex business that um, where they were, I don't, I don't know if they, they, they're using this bit, but where they were talking about camming was part of, was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, there's huge niches for camming. I mean, yeah, right? there is. <laughs> they, they, you know, anything you're into, there's somebody who's doing it, oh, somebody there is. who wants to see it. And so just as long as you get the right people together, there's money to be made there. And, and, mm-hmm. and there, it really doesn't matter body shape and size doesn't make a difference. I mean, there's, there's the, there's a huge niche of um, supersized women. Yeah. And, and the people who love them. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, if that's what you're talking about, like super, super, super size, I mean, you know, fair enough. You can't be swinging around a pole, like just even the logistics wouldn't work. Right. And, and same with being in these really tiny, tiny booths. They are so small that you can barely like do anything. Um, However, that when it comes to like being a size 16, a size 16 women, they do work as strip, like strippers, you know, they've got lots of uh, fans and men that come in their regulars all the time because they're offering something that the stick thin. Yeah. Aren't if you, if you see what I'm saying. So yeah. like, and a lot of them are only 10 times the money because do you know what I mean? They have to, they can't just be beautiful. They have to work with something else and that's their brain and mm-hmm. their personality, their conversation, you know? Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, being, being, you know, a comp- what are you, a stereotypical stripper wouldn't look like, then fair enough. Like I completely agree with you there. Yeah, no, I mean, but it is, it is, I mean, people forget that it isn't just about how you look. It's like, I talk to people all the time, you know, sexual confidence is, is enticing. Sexual confidence is, is what really turns people on. It gives you char- charisma and it doesn't matter. Often doesn't matter what the package is when you can turn that on. And that's what gets people to make the offers and, and to give you the money. It's not <laughs> so much yeah. the body, although the body is a big part of it, obviously, but it, yeah. is, it is the way you interact and it is what you're radiating. It is that energy. Um, and that's what does it. That's what makes it exciting. Uh, yeah. and, and that connection with the, the man or the woman that, that you're making when yeah. you're dancing is what gets you paid. If you don't make that connection, if you're vacant, you don't earn very much money, even if you're gorgeous. Yeah, that's the, that is the truth. <laughs> and that's the thing that people don't understand. And, and the things I've witnessed so many times, girls will be sat in the changing room like, I don't understand where I haven't made any money tonight. I was like, because you've got a face like a slapped ass. Like no one wants to, no matter how you know much hair you've got on your head today, it really doesn't matter. Like you can also, it's like, one of those things where if you've got something bad happening at home or um, something else in your life is is not great and you it does emulate into your work space and men can men and women can feed off it it's just the easiest thing and like because it, it is a job heavily based on acting a lot of the time but there's only so far you can go with that um so yeah it, you know you can you can literally see straight through people in that in those places 100 percent yeah no that's I mean I do think that's one of the one of the more the, the things that people miss is that is that, that there's a, a ton of energy behind that 
So we're a couple of minutes from break again, believe it or not. This always goes so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, when we come back, we'll talk about a couple of the other myths. And um, I don't know, let's talk some high points and uh, where you want to go for the future and any tips you've got for those at home who would like to learn how to dance. For real. Or strip, because that's definitely a thing. And there's so many people who are embarrassed and therefore won't make the effort. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is N is for naked dancing. And I've got the amazing Chloe with me. And we're doing- having me. My pleasure. We're doing (laughs) that third segment of three. So before the break, I did say, I definitely want to make sure that we're talking about the tips for dancing, learning to dance or dancing at home. Now I know that so many people, women and men get, um, uncomfortable and embarrassed about disrobing or about dancing. If you're not watching me dance, I dance fine. If somebody's watching me dance, I'm a nightmare. I, I, I have no rhythm and I can't do anything. So stripping for my partners is never an easy thing for me because there's, I don't feel graceful. I just feel completely self-conscious. So what kind of advice can you give people who want to be able to at least just be graceful taking off their clothes? well first of all I would say get yourself a playlist like of like I don't know just I've got my lap dance playlist on my Spotify that's got 150 songs on it from like all the years I've danced and they're all my favorite songs that I'll like won't even know the name of them but I'll get on the pole I'm like ooh, I'm feeling myself that will help like with like men and women as long as you've got a great song that you love that is the basis of it first of all and then I think have mirrors I've got a mirror above my bed. I've got a mirror beside my bed. I've got a mirror, like mirrors all over my wardrobe. So like, you know, then if you look at, if you're like worrying about what you look like and you're worrying about your angles and things, if they're there in the bedroom with you, you can always refer back to the mirror and like, you don't have to look at them. Then you can look at yourself. Cause I think the eye contact thing when you're disrobing or doing anything sexual with a person that takes time. If you don't know them very well, like if it's like a kind of first couple of like, times then the eye contact is difficult unless you've had a few drinks but and also it's when like when you're practicing mirrors are great for that um so I would and then get yourself something great to wear like before you disrobe that would be I mean for me in the bedroom I know it's the bedroom but a pair of heels like just a small pair of heels like or just some nice a nice thong or something that makes you feel like okay I feel sexy now. Like heels always do that for me. Like I'm like, oh, I can walk better in them. Flat footedness around the bedroom is never a good thing. I think for men as well, it's like, just make sure you're feeling fresh and like yourself, you know, have something cool on to begin with. So then when you take it off, it's just like, yeah, birthday suits. Forget the heels. I can't do heels for love nor money. (laughs) A nice thong then, a good thong, a good pair of panties. but, But no, I've got, I mean, I do. I mean, certainly, um, well, I've got a lot of leather too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Love leather. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, I do the sub thing, you do the dom thing. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. But it feels I, so good for other people and for yourself. Yeah. I've got, you know? lots of, I've got, I've got lots of leather. I, I, but I also have nice lingerie. I've got, um, and, and, you know, there's nothing like wearing a matching bra and pants, right? Yeah. If you're going right. to wear a bra, there's nothing like having on a matching set. Um, and throw out the granny panties guys I don't care how big you are we all know I'm not small right but I don't care how big you are there are sexy panties for you yes 
There is no reason to be wearing granny panties when you're entertaining. You should not be wearing them. Just don't wear any. Just don't, don't wear any then. Yeah, I mean. no, that's right. Go go commando, which is always nice. I swear, I think lockdown has had many more people going commando than ever before. <laughs> Literally so good. I love it. Like, you know, it's like so many people who are only dressing from the waist up. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like me now, I have a t-shirt on and nothing else. And it's like, it's so great. Like even my customers on cam, they'll have a shirt on and I'll be like, oh, did you just have some Zoom meetings today? And they'll be like, they'll stand up and they'll have like their baggy shorts on. I'm like, oh, so funny. Cracks me Yeah, up. no, I mean, it's just, it's so much more comfortable not to have to worry about what you're wearing, right? 100%. 100%. I love but that. it also makes for some interesting things. Now, guys, you know, we, we've talked about this. You can do a whole lot more if, you, if you're unencumbered. I mean, it, it, and if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you should go watch V is for Vibe because we <laughs> talked all about remote control toys on that on that show. Oh, my God. I love Vibe. We, we, had, we had such a good time talking about that. You got to be careful in meetings with that, though. It can be a little <laughs> bit yeah. naughty. Well, it's not just that. It's like even the ones that they call silent are not silent. They're not. Like right. I, me, and my, me and my partner, we took one out the other day to, to a bar and it, it was one of those remote control ones that you hold in your hand and you can kind of, it, it kind of goes from your pulse or like yep. the way you're walking. And, you, and I was sat on the chair and I was like, I was not making any movements, but you, the, the kind of chair underneath me was. Oh, no. It was like the guy bringing us the shots. He was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> Whose phone is ringing? I'm like, oh, it's just inside my asshole. It's just so funny. But yeah, I get you. No, <laughs> I it's, the only time. time you can do that is is um, if you're able to be muted in the meeting. True. True. Right. So yeah. you're muted in the meeting. And so while you're muted, you could be doing whatever you're doing. And then as soon as you're unmuted, you got, <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut it out. Well, yeah, because people hear more than you think and you just don't want, you know, you don't want the trouble that goes with that. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember that when I took a strip class once mm-hmm. um, that the instructor said it was things like a single touch or a, or a glance or moving in towards the person and then moving away from the person that were the things. So it's like, you don't even really have to be able to dance if you can just kind of coordinate your movement in, get closer to them, move away from them with, with the beat of the music, you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I mean, it's also the way like you hold yourself, you know, it's like, it's it, that for me is just, it matters. Like being an ex-dancer, like the bevel, any girl who does, does any type of things with their legs and just makes yourself as hourglassy as possible and just keeps like a, a, just a focused stare on, who wouldn't want that? You know, you don't want arms flailing around. You don't want to be looking like you're trying too hard. It, there is there is absolute success in stillness. And like, I'm just, you know, like eye on the prize, whatever it is. And I like, for me, like, I mean, we've all had strip dances. You don't want someone who's just like contorting their body, like exorcism style. Like no one wants that, you know, (laughs) it's awkward to look at. Like, where do you look? So yeah, I back you on that hundred (laughs) percent. Exorcism style. Oh, no way. That's the exorcism, that one. (laughs) I love that. Um, So I I do want to make sure that people know that. So you have this podcast. Is yeah, it I a do. Weekly, is it a weekly podcast? 
It is a little weekly podcast. We're a little baby podcast right now. We've only been out. I think we've got 13 episodes. Um, so yeah, it's every Wednesday, every hub day. Um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like it started off with me and my, my housemate, Rosie, who's a uh, sugar baby, but she's now, she's also a muggle. She works a day job. So she's got no time to talk to me about all her slutty shit anymore. So now it's just me. And I've had a lot of my customers on there who's like, who are doctors and who are sex therapists and things like that. So we talk about not just only the things that happen in the strip club but also other things as well that are like more substantial and and uh and yeah and I really really enjoy it so um yeah come and find us on stripper stories podcast where I have an Instagram as well yeah yeah go and go do go and make sure that you follow that as well um and for those of you who remember that um there is another podcast that I'm doing these days which is Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's erotic library I think we're on episode 18 um and that is a podcast in which I read my own erotica. I also read erotica of others with their permission. And I have authors on to read theirs too. If you join the Patreon, then you get to the interviews with the other authors, bonus readings, swag, and all sorts of extra stuff by joining and helping support both that podcast and this. All you have to do is, is be a patron at $10 a month in order to do that. And it's well worth it because there's so much extra content. But you should definitely take a listen. If there's an author that you know of or there's somebody for the A to Z that you think really needs to be on this podcast, please email me. You can reach me at drlorybeth at a to z of sex.com and also at uh, lorybeth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Do email me and let me know who it is that you want to hear from. Because without that, I'm just going to do what I feel like doing. And hopefully you like it. Any topics you want. So we have a last couple of words. Um, so are you pro-doming at the moment? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Everything is literally ground to a halt. It's a little bit more difficult now. Um, but yeah, so I'm just camming at the moment, unfortunately. Right. Even it's a lot a, of the, the dungeons have closed. So. Well, I know the dungeons are closed at the moment. But yeah, so... So you're not doing even doing anything online, just the camming, just so, just to be completely safe. Yeah, that for me that that works, and also the the, the fast. I mean, I've done a bit of pay pigging. That's that's okay for me, like the the financial domination. But like when it comes to pro domination, it's for me it's better in person, and um, and so yeah, I'm just going to wait until everything's back up and running if it ever does happen. So yeah, well, just it, 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 it'll happen. It's just going to, it, it just, uh, my suspicion is it's just going to take a while. Yeah, um, exactly. And so next week, the letter will be, oh, and I'm not going to tell you what it's for yet, but I do hope you'll join us again. Do look out for the next set of dates for the erotic fireside chats. And if you love what we do and you want to be more involved, head over to the A to Z of sex.com and sign up to hear all about what I am doing um, and to get access to new content as it comes out. Thanks again for joining me, Chloe. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I look forward to hearing from all of you next week. Please be safe, but have a lot of fun. Get sexy, get hot, enjoy yourselves, and I'll see you next week. 
We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week 